Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 362. To us a child of hope is born. To us a son is given. Him shall the tribes of earth obey, and all the hosts of heaven. Hymn 362. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is the Star of Bethlehem. The readings will now be given by Gary. The Bible, Isaiah. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. 
Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Matthew Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Luke And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and man. John There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. 
As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Revelation I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. I shall now read correlative passages from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The star that looked lovingly down on the manger of our Lord lends its resplendent light to this hour, the light of truth, to cheer, guide, and bless man as he reaches forth for the infant idea of divine perfection, dawning upon human imperfection that calms man's fears, bears his burdens, beckons him unto truth and love, and the sweet immunity these bring from sin, sickness, and death. This polar star, fixed in the heavens of divine science, shall be the sign of his appearing who healeth all our diseases. It hath traversed night, wading through darkness and gloom on to glory. It doth meet the antagonism of error, addressing to dull ears and undisciplined beliefs words of truth and life. The star of Bethlehem is the light of all ages, is the light of love, today christening religion undefiled, divine science, giving to it a new name and the white stone in token of purity and permanence. The wise men follow this guiding star. The watchful shepherd chants his welcome over the cradle of a great truth, and saith, Unto us a child is born, whose birth is less of a miracle than eighteen centuries ago, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace.
My heart is filled with joy that each receding year sees the steady gain of truth's idea in Christian science, that each recurring year witnesses the balance adjusted more on the side of God, the supremacy of spirit, as shown by the triumphs of truth over error, of health over sickness, of life over death, and of soul over sense. The hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Press on, press on, ye sons of light, untiring in your holy fight, still treading each temptation down and battling for a brighter crown. To the vision of the wise men, this spiritual idea of the principle of man or the universe appeared as a star. At first the babe Jesus seemed small to mortals, but from the Mount of Revelation the prophet beheld it from the beginning as the Redeemer, who would present a wonderful manifestation of truth and love. In our text Isaiah foretold, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. As the wise men grew in the understanding of Christ, the spiritual idea, it grew in favor with them. Thus it will continue, as it shall become understood, until man be found in the actual likeness of his Maker. Their highest human concept of the man Jesus, that portrayed him as the only Son of God, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, will become so magnified to human sense by means of the lens of science as to reveal man collectively, as individually, to be the Son of God. The day star of this appearing is the light of Christian science, the science which rends the veil of the flesh from top to bottom. The light of this revelation leaves nothing that is material, neither darkness, doubt, disease, nor death. The material corporeality disappears, 
and individual spirituality, perfect and eternal, appears never to disappear. Today, the watchful shepherd shouts his welcome over the new cradle of an old truth. This truth has traversed night through gloom to glory, from cradle to crown. To the awakened consciousness, the Bethlehem babe has left his swaddling clothes, material environments, for the form and comeliness of the divine ideal, which has passed from a corporeal to the spiritual sense of Christ and is winning the heart of humanity with ineffable tenderness. The Christ is speaking for himself and for his mother, Christ's heavenly origin and aim. Today the Christ is, more than ever before, the way, the truth, and the life, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, healing all sorrow, sickness, and sin. To this auspicious Christmastide, which hallows the close of the nineteenth century, our hearts are kneeling humbly. We own his grace, reviving and healing. At this immortal hour, all human hate, pride, greed, lust, should bow and declare Christ's power, and the reign of truth and life divine should make man's being pure and blessed. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 236. O peace of the world, O hope in each breast, O Bethlehem star that ages have blessed, a day of fresh promise breaks over the land, gaunt warfare is doomed, and God's kingdom at hand. Hymn number 236. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Our church has a website, plainfieldcs.com, 
where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy and by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. You will always find something there that will lift your thought and meet your need, whatever the need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free of charge. Our goal is to present Mrs. Eddy's teaching around the world. In fact, we have 17 websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. And as I said, they're all free. Our next Saturday morning Bible study will be the Saturday after next, that's December 17th at 10 a.m. Information about the Bible study is posted on the church website under the This Week's Lesson tab, along with some study aids. So check it out and plan to join us for a really interesting and lively Bible study at 10 a.m. on December 17th. Just call the teleconference number to join in. <clears throat> Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is like an adult Sunday school where we discuss different aspects of the weekly lesson and other current topics and how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us for both of these, the roundtable at 10 and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere through our dedicated teleconference number. Many children attend the Sunday school by calling in by telephone from out of state. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number and our teachers will be very happy to have them join. We also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, 
We would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Karen from California. Go ahead, please. Good evening, and thank you, Gary, for those beautiful readings tonight. I have given this testimony before, and because every year around this time, I am reminded of how my husband and my daughter and I were protected by God's ever-present love, I would like to share it again. Three years ago, after spending 10 days with all of my family for Christmas at my son's home in Georgia, it was time to return home to California. On the morning we were to leave, I had received in my email, along with the daily calendar statement, an article by Kimball entitled, God With Us. I read the article, and part of the first sentence read, quote, Try to be conscious that God is with you every moment, end quote. I held to this thought, especially since we were about to start our trip home. We left our Airbnb to pick up my daughter at my son's house and started on our hour and a half drive to the airport. The highway we were on was a four-lane highway with a large green median in the middle separating us from the cars moving in the opposite direction. There was very little traffic. After about an hour into our drive, we came upon an empty 18-wheeler car transport truck in the lane next to us. As my husband was approaching and passing the truck, the truck started moving into our lane. There was no place for us to go, and the truck hit us. My husband was able to get off the road onto the green median. As soon as the truck driver realized he had hit us, he pulled over on the other side of the road and stopped. As soon as this happened, I immediately declared that there are no accidents in mind and God was with us and would take care of this situation. I brought up Kimball's article on my phone, and my eyes fell on the statement, quote, The past is a lie. There is no truth in anything that is claiming to have happened. Remember only the good. Then you will be communing with God and harmony will be the inevitable result, end quote. We had just come from a lovely visit with my family, and I refused to let this incident take our joy away from our visit. 
My daughter called for help right away, and soon there was a police officer taking down all the information from us and the truck driver. Fortunately, there was no damage that prevented us from continuing our journey to the airport, except for the fender over the front wheel that needed to be removed. The police officer called someone who arrived very soon and removed it, and we were on our way. There was concern voiced about not making it to the airport on time and the extra time it would take to fill out an incident report with the rental car agency. But I held to the truth about God being in control of this whole incident. And if we were supposed to be on that plane, God will, would make sure we were there. When we arrived at the airport, I did not look at the time. I just held to the fact that we were going to be where we needed to be. As we approached our gate, the passengers were boarding, and we walked on and took our seats. I was so grateful to God for our protection and safety. I am very grateful for Christian science and how its teachings remind us who we are as the children of God and that his love is all around us all the time. Nothing can touch us except God and his love. I am so grateful for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, the author of our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures. Thank you and good evening. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead, please. Hi, thank you so much, Gary, for the beautiful readings tonight. I'm so thankful that I discovered Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church on the Internet. The Internet is filled with so many negative things. It's so wonderful how Plainfield Church is using the Internet in such a spiritual, God-inspired, positive way to help people all around the world. I am so thankful for all that I'm learning by listening and reading all the countless resources available. I'm also thankful that I've been working with my practitioner and very grateful to be able to listen and learn through others' experiences. Before I found Plainfield, I was in a very bad place emotionally, physically, and mentally. My life has changed so much in such a positive way. I've experienced many healings and demonstrations. Um, I'm happy <laughs> to be uh, focusing on my relationship with God and working on my purpose. Christian science makes so much sense, and it is a beautiful way of life. I'm so thankful to my practitioner, to all the amazing people at Plainfield, and uh, Jesus and Mary Baker, Eddie, for all they did to show us um, our God and our relationship with God and how we are God's children. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Bruce. You know, on our website, there's an article by Isabel Hillier. It's called A Man Greatly Beloved. 
And of course, it's a perfect fit with our lesson this week where we have the story of Daniel. But one of the things that Miss Hillier said in her article was, it's so easy for us to say with our lips, God is love, and that is indeed true. But then with our actions, we in essence say that we're unhappy and we're afraid. So that kind of like struck a note with me, because one thing, it made me very grateful for the Plainfield Church, because unhappy and afraid pretty much described my conditions before I came to the Plainfield Church. And some of the changes that have helped me immensely was, well, you know, Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health, are you really grateful for the good already received? And that goes along with the concept of being happy and content with what you have. But together with that is uh, a genuine acknowledgement of what it is that you really do have. And if you're honest with yourself, and this is one thing that I had to learn to do, you can see by God's grace, we really do have all that we need. And it is indeed quite good. And it is something we should be very happy about. And this exercise of actually acknowledging what we do have and to be content with it is something that has saved me a lot of anguish and very happy for this instruction. And the other thing about being afraid is goes along with the idea of trusting God. First of all, acknowledging that he's good, of course, but also that he's omnipresent, he's everywhere. And so there's something really wonderful that we can trust in everywhere we go and what we do. So, and as a result of that, for me, this idea of being fearful has diminished immensely. And this whole thing has made my life much happier, much more peaceful, I have better health, and I have wonderful friends to be very uh, happy with too. So that's something that is, I find very valuable. So I'm so grateful for everything I'm learning here. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for a recent healing uh, that um, the problem occurred over about 10 years ago when I was suddenly unable to wear any earrings. I was told it was an allergy to metals. It didn't matter what type I tried, I couldn't even tolerate anything for more than like a half hour without a swelling and pain. Finally, I just gave up wearing them for, like I said, over 10 years. Recently, I came across a box with an old pair of earrings, and with little effort, I was able to put them in my ears. I've had no issues, and this are one of the pairs I couldn't wear before. It is one of those feelings that happened while working with a practitioner with other things. I do know that I have been working very concertedly daily on my character and how I see myself and using such prayers as um, Una Willard's um, that we just recently got, uh, or I don't remember, and then... Uh, also, Say to Yourself by Peter B. Ross. Um, 
these have been very helpful and in helping me keep my thought correct and and seeing myself as a child of God and acting it too. And so I'm just very grateful for this healing that uh, just suddenly took place recently and I have had no issues with these earrings at all. I'm very grateful. I'm so grateful to be here tonight and I'm very grateful to be part of this church. Thank you. Thank you. Luba, Ohio. Luba, go ahead, please. Yes, good evening. I'm so grateful for all that this church provides concerning the authentic Christian science that Mrs. Eddy brought us. It has, it has also been a real learning experience here. The testimonies especially have brought me so much insight into the healing of so, of so many people. I'm also most grateful to my practitioner who is always there to encourage me and at times to correct my thinking when I'm least aware of my wavering in this thinking. I'm so very grateful for her loving presence there. Thank you so much for tonight's reading and music, and I'm so very happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I am grateful for what I've been learning here and applying it to everything in my life. A few weeks ago, a little bird managed to get into an enclosed garden close to the cottage where I live, and I was unable, and it was unable to escape. This went on for a week. Each day, I would go out and open the door for a short time, but he never found the door. He just flew frantically back and forth from one end of the garden to the other, which was very distressing to watch. I have to admit, I was a little annoyed with that dear little bird, and I knew this was wrong. So I asked God how to pray properly, changed my prayer, improved my thinking. I knew that God had a plan for his little creature, that it was all good. I knew this, and that he was safe, and God's plan would unfold. That was on a Wednesday. On Thursday, I had the feeling that it was time to go out to the garden. I opened the door, and while entering, I turned just in time to see the dear little bird flying out of the garden full speed, going through the trees and beyond. My heart was bursting with joy and gratitude and relief. I can't really describe it. I will never forget that little bird soaring full speed to safety. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. I'm so grateful for all the life-changing lessons I've learned while attending the Plainfield Church, uh, which have been brought about through the study and practice of Christian science and many with the help of a Christian science practitioner in this church. Um, in our textbook, there's a statement which reads, 
final deliverance from error is not reached through paths of flowers. I think before I got to uh, Plainfield, I, I had never read that statement. I grew up attending um, Boston-affiliated Sunday schools. And by the time I moved to Plainfield and joined the Plainfield Church as a young adult, I thought that the primary purpose of Christian science was to enable us to live a life which would be a path of flowers. In other words, without problems. Well, after I joined the Plainfield Church, I had some wonderful healings with the help of a practitioner here. Healings of sickness, career problems, family problems. Lots of wonderful healings. I knew that I had found the right practice of Christian science when I found this church. But in the back of my mind was a nagging concern. Why was I having these problems in the first place? <laughs> I wondered what was wrong with me, that my life wasn't a path of flowers. <laughs> well, if anybody has ever wondered that themselves, the teacher in this church provided me with the answer, and I'm so grateful that she did. She taught me that the primary purpose of Christian science is not to make our lives problem-free, but rather to destroy the beliefs of sickness and sin for all mankind. And through our prayers and our standing for what is right, to free us all to be what God made us, perfect as God is. And if a problem comes to us, it is a stepping stone in our spiritual growth to strengthen our understanding that God does heal. And that facing and overcoming problems, each day even, is not something to be avoided, and it's not something to be ashamed of. It really is an essential part of our spiritual growth. We can't grow spiritually without meeting, facing problems. And I have found that, you know, whenever I take a, a, a stand, a strong stand against something that's wrong, I usually meet opposition. The problem comes. The devil doesn't like that it is being destroyed. And that's really all a problem ever is. It's a wrong vision of life. Well, once this revelation sank in, I have to say it made a tremendous difference in my life. The biggest change is I no longer condemn myself or get annoyed when problems arise. And I have even at times... Thanks, God, that a problem did arise, <laughs> because they always force me to get closer to God, which is where I want to always be. I thank God for the help of our teacher and the practitioners in this church that have helped me along the way. And I'm so grateful to Mrs. Eddy for faithfully giving us this clear, 
and complete explanation of what life is really all about. And I'm so glad to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful that God brought me to this church and for all that I have been learning here. Last Wednesday, immediately after the meeting, I went out to my vehicle to find I had a flat tire. I got to work trying to change the tire, but ran into an issue getting the spare out from under my truck. I ended up not being able to do it on my own. Linda and Shardell kindly waited, and while Linda kept her lights directed towards where I was working, Shardell had called my practitioner, who said in turn she would call Bruce to have him come back since he has the same type of truck. A few minutes later, a very happy Bruce came back, and quite quickly, we were all able to get back to our homes. My gratitude tonight is not just for the help that was offered that night, in the days after when Sharon gave me rides to and from the shop that fixed the tire, but for the fact that being a member of this church both gives us opportunities to support others and also to learn how to receive support. Before coming to Plainfield, I remember many instances in my life that similar things would happen and I felt completely alone. And it happened enough that now that I am here, I have needed these situations to point out to me that my old life is over and God will and does provide all the help and support I need, whether through my practitioner, my fellow church members, or however it is needed. I'm very grateful that I could not take care of this on my own. God knew the lesson I needed from this. The wonderful readings tonight brought out Christ Jesus' words from John 9, 3, that these things happen so that, quote, the works of God should be made manifest, end quote. I'm so grateful for every lesson learned and every blessing received and every work of God that has been made manifest in my life by being a member of this church. Thank you. And... Now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. A couple of weeks ago, I made a mistake. I rushed in to help someone from my childhood. I went with the right intention and pure purpose, but I forgot an important step that we are taught here. I forgot to pray and ask God about that person's intention. So there was not an avenue for me to be open and listening to God about this person's intention towards me. Well, it turned out that it was not a good or loving intention that this person held. No, not at all. This deeply upset me, and I became ill and weak. I couldn't eat any food. I spent days sleeping and weeping. And yes, I had a bit of a pity party, no doubt. But I also called my Plainfield practitioner for holy prayer and I listened to our beautiful 24-7 reading room on loop, almost non-stop. And through this, I felt God's peace and I felt God's love. My practitioner was just so very, very loving and wise. I felt cared for beyond measure. I leaned on her holy work and rejoiced as her holy, uplifting prayer healed me. 
and it was very purifying and holy time. I learned a lot during this time. Firstly, that the bloody holidays are aptly named, and it is right to say no if you do not feel that you are going into the right company, no matter what that association may be. I learned also the importance of staying focused and undistracted on the wall with the holy work, a tool in one hand, and sword of truth in the other. I also learned again, best of all, the lesson that God loves me and that my heritage is with God. Imagine my wonder and delight to hear exactly this sentiment written by Ono Willard and read with holy power at Saturday's Round Table. Quote, Does the argument come to you that you didn't come forth from as good a family or have as good opportunities as someone else? Then all the more stand on the fact that you came forth from God, that your background is God himself. And then she references him 382. You are truth's honest child, sinless and pure of heart. I have often repeated the mistake of rushing in to help someone whenever I forget to let God do the battle and I've tried to take things into my own hands. Thanks to the wonderful teaching of our holy practitioners at this church, I am learning how to handle error by knowing that the battle is the Lord's. He is God of heaven and earth, of all mankind. All God's creatures are wondrous and loving in his kingdom. So I am ever grateful to our Lord God Almighty, who has always saved me, warned me, protected me from many evils throughout my life. I am so grateful for the pure love in Christian science that Mary Baker Eddy brought to mankind. Thank you to my holy practitioner at this church. Thank you, Christ Jesus. What a blessing you are for the world. Thank you, dearest Plainfield Independent. How I love you all, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you. I went to my son's house for Thanksgiving this year, and uh, as we sat down for dinner, I saw him put his hand in a glass of ice water. So I asked him, what, ha what happened? What's going on? He said that he had accidentally picked up a, a cookie sheet that he thought had cooled down, but had just come out of the oven. And he was, he was burned. He burned his hand. So, um, I just knew the, the scientific statement of being, that'll heal anything. <laughs> so I worked with that and with, um, manifestation of mind and that he was, is the manifestation of mind. And so is that cookie sheet. And there was nothing there to harm or to be harmed. And I just prayed with that a little bit and, a uh, little bit later, I, I saw him using his hand like as normal, and and I said, uh, "Oh, how's your hand?" 
And he grinned kind of sheepishly, and he said, it's really good, thank you. <laughs> so I'm just so grateful that, you know, whenever there's an emergency or any kind of an incident, we can call on God any minute, and he just, he's right there, and the healing happens. I am so very grateful, and so grateful for the readings tonight, too. They were beautiful. Thank you. Lenny from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Um, I wanted to express my gratitude tonight for the lessons that are produced by this church, uh, the weekly lessons. Uh, there aren't really any good words to describe just how wonderful and powerful they are and, and so fresh every week. Um, I, I find there's always something that resonates deeply with me and and helps uplift my thought and helps me combat, you know, the the attacks that animal magnetism tries to, to throw at me, especially as previous testifiers have said during these, these bloody holidays time of year. Anyway, I was um, feeling kind of stressed recently because of the slowness that we're experiencing finding you know, our next permanent home. They've been getting me down and I was feeling kind of irritable and ungrateful. And as I was reading the lesson this week, at the very end it says, for victory over a single sin, we give thanks and magnify the Lord of hosts. And it just, uh, something about that just was kind of like a little, a little smack across the face. It's just like, you know, how dare you be so ungrateful? Think of all, think of all the good things that God has done for you. You need to be grateful for them and you need to give thanks. And so I figured, you know, what better way than to get on the phone now for this service and just thank God for one of the many blessings that um, has, has come my way in my life. And so tonight I wanted to briefly give the testimony of one of the first healings I had as a child that was really, um, really profound for me. I was, I don't know, probably middle school age, and I was struggling with a really severe headache um, to the point where I just, I couldn't eat dinner. I just, I had to go lie down and I wasn't, I wasn't finding any relief, and I was kind of tossing and turning, and I was at my grandmother's house, and she has this, or had this wonderful cat who was just a big, silly, funny little cat, and he jumps up on the bed, and he's like prancing around, and he's insisting on my attention. And I remember laying there thinking, ah, this dumb cat, can't he tell that I'm in pain? Can't he, doesn't he realize what a terrible headache I've got? You know, just, I was just so affronted that he had the nerve to come and ask me for attention. And then the thought came to me, that cat has no idea what you're going through. Do you think he's aware of a headache? Do you think he understands what a headache is? And I had to stop. And I was like, well, duh, no. And then right on the heels of that was this thought, well, God isn't aware of that. God isn't aware of a headache. God didn't create a headache. It does not exist for God. It's not a part of his creation. And that thought struck me so profoundly that it was like, I can only liken it to, I guess, like a switch going off. That headache was just gone, like someone had flipped a light switch. And just this complete feeling of, of health and wellness. And I was so grateful. Yeah, I scooped the cat up, and I was I was just super excited. And I went downstairs. Um, my family was finishing dinner. I had dinner with them. and. Every time I read 
what Mrs. Betty says in Science and Health, where she says, become conscious for a single moment that life and intelligence are purely spiritual, neither in nor of matter, and the body will then utter no complaint. Then I, I realized that that is exactly what I lived. And I'm just so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for the lesson this week that it snapped me out of that self-pity party and grateful to be here tonight. Thank you all. Thank you. Benjamin. Um, I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Um, I'm also thank God. Thanks to Gary for the wonderful reading um, about Christ, uh, the birth of Christ. Um, this past Thanksgiving, we went to um, Pennsylvania to visit um, family friends over there um, who have been very kind to us. And um, the day we were uh, the next day when we were uh, planning to come back to New Jersey, um, they wanted to take us to to um, to the place where they are planning to to move, not too far away from where they are living right now, and they are uh, they are in the process of building their house over there. So they were happy to take us over there to show us the site. And we went over there, and um, soon after we arrived, and we were just looking around the area, um, the place hasn't been properly um, you know, cleaned. You see, have a bunch of trees around the house, and which they are planning to organize soon. But there was a particular tree in front of the house that the kids were playing under the tree and um, and the parents were on the other, just a few inches away from them and we were talking. A branch of the, tru- the tree, a, a dry branch of the tree detached and fell and thank God he mixed uh, one of their sons by less than once a mini centimeter, it, it just it was remar- remarkable. And I wasn't surprised how God saved him because I know God's presence is everywhere, and God won't let any of his children, including the little ones, to be in the way of harm in any form. I'm so grateful for this um, blessing because that's what it is. Um, their house and with their building over there is the right idea of God and no harm will follow that. And I let, their, uh, let his parents know, know that it was the right idea and um, no harm should follow that. Only blessings shall come before and after that. I'm so grateful to God for this, for protecting His children, protecting all of us, our children, 
and making sure nobody get harmed by anything. Not even the three, God, the three are inspirations of God. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. I just want to say thank you very much, Gary, for the reading tonight. Particularly the words from Isaiah struck me. It's a time to think about these words. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father the Prince of Peace. It just struck me, it, these are words to be thinking of at this time. And really to be call, calling ourselves children of God means that God, the holy presence of God is with us. Because it came to me very clearly one night that you cannot have a child of God without the holy presence of the Father. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Gary, also for setting the atmosphere for this time of year, because without that, I, I find myself feeling unsatisfied and, and, and <clears throat> somewhat uh, Doctor, I'm just not in my right place, and, and so I, I thank him for realizing that yes, there, there is, we all have everlasting, everlasting gratitude for that God has kept his promises and providing us with help and the Savior and, and Mary Baker Ready and will forever, just as he had before you, forever keep his promises, and, and we can be forever grateful for that, for that and trust it. Uh, in addition, um, the other day I was coming on the steps and all of a sudden I almost felt like I was in a faint. And <clears throat> something that I had known earlier, but it, all the time it means more. I said, the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. And, and then uh, like a flash, again, <laughs> I just cleared up and, and uh, wasn't dizzy or and I just was able to stand up and go about my business. And, and, and I realized that we're learning more and more about these truths, and they mean more and more, and hence, I think, more powerful and helpful to us and other, other people as, to, as we grow. I'm just glad to be here among these wonderful individuals. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. A few things to read tonight. Uh, the first from Canada. Dear Plainfield, thank you for a truly holy service and roundtable yesterday. It was um, Sunday. And to the musicians for the beautiful rendition of the song, Holy is His Name, which I have listened to a few times now. It is truly a blessing to be a member of this church. And then Virginia. Many thanks for the powerful and purposeful roundtable and very inspiring church service on Sunday, December 4th. As the subject of the lesson was God the only cause and creator that was offered as instruction, 
to keep one on the road to holy purpose, living Christian science, to raise the standard for all mankind, was most valuable. Indeed, God must be at the center and circumference of all that we do, and therein is safety. Thanks for all that was shared, and with love to all. This is New Hampshire. It is an especial joy to join with you and church members in the watches. Such a dedication to truth and Mrs. Eddy's work. Thank you so much for all that the church is doing for God and Christian science. And then South Dakota. Thank you, God, for the practitioners of Plainfield, all those dedicated workers who bring their inspiration and commitment to making Christian science available to those far and near from Plainfield. The availability of a 24-7 reading room with the completeness of available documentation and study aids is remarkable, as is the regular support of dedicated practitioners, not to mention the wonderful videos made available as to roundtables, Bible studies, Sunday morning, and Wednesday evening service, all of which avails at Plainfield. Thank you all. And then lastly, a, a testimony from Hawaii. My two dogs passed a few months ago, within a month of each other. Feeling a human sense of loss, I turned to looking for another pet to replace them with. After months of disappointing leads, I began to think of exactly of what exactly it was that I was looking to replace here. Well, my dogs did love me unconditionally and offered me the opportunity to love them back with the same unconditional love. I miss that feeling. Immediately the thought came to me, isn't this what God does for me? And isn't this what I demonstrate back to him in daily prayer and living? Of course this was. I realized love has never been denied or taken from me, nor had it diminished in any sense of the word with the passing of my dogs. I am in the constant presence of perfect love. In turn, I can reflect that everywhere and with everyone. This realization destroyed the falsity of a mortal sense of loss and love. How grateful I am for the recognition that the allness of life is immortal, perfect, and never-ending. I let go of the desire to find another dog. It was not required, as I could appreciate that love was everywhere I looked. What a wonderful lesson. Always in gratitude to Mary Baker Eddy, the Plainfield workers, for keeping me ever vigilant in rooting out error and establishing the truth. I've also taken your advice of reading Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures from cover to cover. I am on my second go-around, and it is the most useful activity in my day. With warmest aloha. And then I would, I would just like to say tonight how grateful I, I was for those healings on the Bethlehem Star. Um, in the November 2020 issue of Love is the Liberator, uh, we had some commentaries on Mrs. Eddy's book, Christ and Christmas. That was the theme of the, the Liberator that year. And um, that's a book she wrote with beautiful illustrations to it. And I'd just like to share with you uh, what Irving Tomlinson wrote about this in the Star of Bethlehem. He says, The Star of Bethlehem is the dominating feature of Christ and Christmas, that book. 
The star is effulgent in nine of the illustrations. Its absence from two of the others is of utmost significance. In the study of this first illustration, Mrs. Eddy's words shine out. Quote, the star of Bethlehem is the light of all ages, is the light of love, divine science. And that's end quote. Here we see that the only light and all the light is from the star. Without this star of Bethlehem, without the revelation of Mary Baker Eddy, there is nothing but chaos, nothing but darkness without one ray of light. All spiritual understanding, all true healing of sickness and sin, all true consciousness, all science of being is found in the light of the star of Bethlehem. To all those reflecting the light comes the promise of Christ Jesus, quote, He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, and I will give him the morning star, end quote. Revelation 2. So tonight, I am so very grateful we have this star of Bethlehem, which is really Christian science, which is the light that, that dispels the darkness, the dark night of materiality. Thank God for this science. Thank God for the sacrifices that Mrs. Eddy made to give it to us. I'm so grateful to be here with you all tonight, and have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 35. Christ whose glory fills the skies. <clears throat> Christ the true, the perfect light. Son of righteousness, arise. Triumph over the shades of night. Day spring from on high, be near. Day star in my heart, appear. Hymn number 35. <clears throat>